Go for it. What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Queer Bait Podcast, where two queer chicks talk queer queer shit. shit. Stop interrupting me! (laughs) (laughs) I'm your host, Ainsley, and with me is always my partner in crime, the interrupting interrupting queen, Maureen. Maureen. Hello! (laughs) So what's been going on with you, man? (laughs) Okay, Eric Andre. (laughs) I don't know. Not much. Why? Why? What has been going on with me? You're supposed to be like, elections! Oh, election! You were so excited that you threw your phone on (laughs) the ground. Elections have been going on with me, obviously. It is election week. I got my mail-in ballot. We got all the mail-in ballots into the house. I'm freaking jazzed. The house of six. The house of 16, let's be (laughs) honest. It was a lot sorting out which one went to which person. And then we did family fill out. Not really. It didn't happen. No, but we kept making fun of your mom because your mom made me laugh a few times because she went, um, she marked one and then she goes, hey, do you know who this is? And I was (laughs) like, yeah, don't vote for them. And she's like, crap. (laughs) I was like, why don't you ask me before you mark it? And then she marked like four more and went, wait, I wanted to vote for women. And I'm like, it's too late. (laughs) throw it away (laughs) so then she just ended up like choosing both so that it would be like it would go neither watch somebody tell us be like oh that means that your whole ballot is thrown away yeah it was just so funny because it happened more than once like if it happened once and you're like oops the doodles i love that woman she's my favorite (laughs) she just kept making me laugh i was born of her blood it shows (laughs) i'm looking at people on the ballot i'm like hmm that name sounds nice i would vote for that person and then i look into them and i'm like ooh, never mind at one point your mom says what I would say a lot of American people say, oh, they sound nice. Right. (laughs) She chooses them. (laughs) Real talk. That woman leaves it up to chance. (laughs) No, but um, she's she's a liberal, so she did good. Yeah. And whenever I was like, hey, I think you messed up. I don't think you meant to vote for this person. She, like, crosses it out. (laughs) She, like, writes the other one. She she makes her ballot zero, so so that's okay. her vote doesn't necessarily count on that one, but But it doesn't count against. Didn't count against anybody, and also she exercised her right to vote. Right. She probably (laughs) voted for, like, like successfully voted for, like, three people, because she just kept going. Oh, yeah. (sighs) Oh, yeah, it was funny. And then she asked me about the propositions, and I started explaining, like, the couple that I kind of cared about. And she was just like, hmm, I don't believe you. <laughs> like, at one point, she literally told me she didn't believe me. <laughs> I was like, fine. Right? You're like, oh, man, I'm paid for every vote that I sway with lies. Right? <laughs> but something super, super exciting happened. Okay. Um, for the queer community, and I don't know if you know this or not. I don't know this. The first ever openly gay man won as governor of Colorado. No way. Colorado represents for the win. His name is uh, Jared Polis, and I just thought that was exquisite. Uh, First of all, he's adorable looking. Oh, he's a cutie. He just looks like a nice older gay man. Well, he looks, I don't, not, he doesn't look like my dad, but he just looks like what I imagine when I think of a dad. And not like a daddy, yeah. like a weird way. He just looks <laughs> like a really nice 
father. No, he just looks, he just looks so nice. And honestly, since it was in Colorado, unfortunately, I didn't really pay attention to, like, who he was or anything, so I found out this morning. But, seriously, it took till 2018 to be the first openly gay governor. And now, I like how all the articles have to say openly gay. Right, we all know. know how many closeted ones there <laughs> We are. all know. Um, I wanted so freaking cool, though. Yeah, so I'm super excited. Congratulations, Jared Polis and all the other amazing people that, um, I don't know, made history. I mean, there was two Muslim women, uh, know, the first two ever. Super progressive midterm election. Yeah, to make Congress. Uh, uh, man, who was... Goodness, I wish I could remember what state they were from, but, like, the first black woman in her state mm-hmm. um, to be put in Congress. So, I was just an extraordinary election. Yeah. This is, like, um, one of the guys on CNN, which, yes, I watch CNN. That is where I chose to find out my election Yeah, results. you're 70. <laughs> um, one of the guys on CNN, kind of, he's all like, so everybody keeps calling this a blue blue wave like democrats uh-huh. took over the house yeah um calling a blue wave he's like let's call it a rainbow wave he's all like Aww. we have we have more people of color in congress than we ever had before yeah he's like we need to look at this towards the future and this was coming from an old political white man who was all like yeah this is great great for the democrats i'm a democrat that's what i want but to be like hey but we need to look bigger picture like this is where we're going this is what we need to like yeah represent and what so, we need to strive for. Yeah. So I was just super stoked that, you know, straight old white politicians can <laughs> can see things. So it's it's kind of, it's very hopeful. Representing the straight old white man. <laughs> yeah. So just congratulations to everybody who made history this election. Um, and thank you for voting if you guys voted. Mm-hmm. Well, that's all I got for today. No, I'm right. just kidding. <laughs> the other thing I want to talk about is I've been very critical. Yes. Of Boy Erased yeah you know what i was gonna talk to you about that today too so i don't think i've been very critical i said that i believe it's oscar baiting and i still wholeheartedly think that Mm -hmm. but i watched the ellen interview he did with nicole kidman i'm sorry lucas hedges the the main star um the interview he did with ellen and nicole kidman where he mentioned that he feels as though sexuality is on a spectrum you know that's what he learned Uh um and then i read an interview and i want to quote him so i don't i don't screw this up um so lucas hedges where is the quotes because he specifically said what his okay so he says i recognize myself as existing on that spectrum not totally straight but also not gay and not necessarily bisexual so he's like what 21 22 years old is he that young yeah he's really young oh that's nice Yeah, so I just thought that was a beautiful statement because, you know, he was all, like, being in a movie about queer stuff, Uh subject matters, uh, the question of my sexuality is going to come up, and having that be his statement was very empowerful, so I have to backpedal a little bit and say, hey, at least there's somebody that kind of understands queer concepts Mm -hmm. who, you know, doesn't necessarily want to identify as queer, but can still... Represent- identifying like on the spectrum you know yeah. i know we wouldn't or maybe he doesn't want to call it queer but like no you he learn- doesn't have to label himself yeah. which is perfectly fine i think that's really nice and to say you know kind of like how we just talked about like amanda stenberg you know kind mm-hmm. of in that whole thing like i think it's important if you're gonna portray 
a specific role or, you know, like you can bring awareness while you're portraying a wool, bam. Yeah, so that was my thing is that m- my whole issue with um, straight people playing queer roles yeah. um, is that they don't bring awareness to the queer community as much yeah. as a queer person being in that role would. So him being, you know, saying the things that he's saying kind of makes me be like, okay, completely changed my mind on Lucas Hedges, which I never thought he was a bad person for taking yeah, this role. No. I never said that. I just meant like, hey, probably would have been better if there was like an openly queer person in that role because I think it's very important. You want a champion that represents you. Yeah. You know. So if he can say that I'm non-labeled but I'm not straight, cool. That's totally sweet. And the way he speaks about sexuality, not being black and white and being on a spectrum is all I could really ask for. Hell yeah. So Lucas I'm definitely Hedges. excited. Um, also, I'm hoping, for me, I don't think Boy Race is going to speak to me uh-huh. at all. Like, it's not a story that I'm necessarily a part <laughs> no. of, obviously. <laughs> I don't think it reflects our lives, but... No, but what I really hope, um, and what I found out again in the Ellen interview that I didn't know is that gay conversion, um, gay convergence is legal in 36 states still. I didn't know that. 36 states say that it is perfectly fine well i mean mike pence does too so these people and 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 what i'm excited about the movie and why i'm kind of like okay like i'm like i always was gonna give it a chance but why i'm really gonna be like no i'm gonna be a lot more open-minded than i originally was is um how do i say oh um the fact that these people that run gay conversion camps are not doctors or medically trained or scientifically trained in any way or like they're not even registered therapists right they're just like joe schmo from your local church group yeah so i i i'm really excited for the movie to bring light to that and you know i i'm hoping that it speaks to parents a little bit more so like i was looking at as a queer Uh person that doesn't really associate with or kind of fit into that kind of role yeah um but then i didn't kind of look at the the flip side of like there's a lot of parents that do fit into that role that's a really good point. You know, so maybe the movie is going to speak to them, which I think really interested. is, at this point, I think that's more important to speak to uh, parents of the queer community that mm-hmm. may have negative connotations or, well, you know, feelings. I think it'll be an interesting portrayal of, like, the dynamics between the parents. Because yeah. as far as I understand, they have kind of different thinkings. Nicole Kidman and whoever. Who is the... Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe. Yeah. I mean, as far as I understood from the movie or what I've heard about the it, like, they have different thinking, you know, and this. And I just, I don't know. I'll be interested to see how that goes. Yeah, I'm just excited to see how it plays out a little bit more. Um, but I'm not going to take back that it's Oscar bait. Yeah. for well. sure it is. Like a, like a major movie company took the script uh-huh. Gave it to a famous director and gave all the lead roles to very known actors. I'm still jazzed for it. So. And it's getting people excited. You know, like I just had that's like. That's the thing. Last night I had a gay man who self-identified as gay come into the bookstore where I work. And he was talking about. And he's like probably 50, 60. And he was talking about how excited he is. And he was buying the book for it. And he was talking about like call me by your name. And you mm. know. And like miseducation of camera pose and I was just so excited that he was so excited you know and just anything that will resonate with people yeah so I just kind of thought that it was a good thing to bring up that you know um elections definitely had a big change I think in America Uh I'm very excited for and then also just like maybe we should start thinking about 
criminalizing gay convergence. Like, I can't believe, like, I was so dumbfounded that it was still legal. Like, I thought this I, was a 90s thing. I had no idea that conversion camps were legal. 36 I just, states. <laughs> I mean, I would assume that it would still be prevalent in some, but, like... 36 states and now that's not saying like in all 36 states it's a big thing where tons of people do it like that's not what it's saying but not having it criminalized at this point when like i had no idea that that wasn't like a federal yeah offense yeah when it's been known to not only physically traumatize these people but emotionally and psychologically like it's been known for i thought years at this decades at this point but apparently well, it's weird. I mean, like, we don't hear about that stuff, but we're also in, like, nice, liberal Southern California, where yeah. it's just, like, who's getting sent? You know, I'm sure that there are some people, but I'm sure it's not, like, in the West, you know, or the Midwest. What am I trying to say? Midwest? Midwest? Like, Midwest, Midwest is, like, Kansas. Yes. Not okay. to not to assume that they're all out in mm-hmm. that area, but I would assume that the Midwest and the Bible Belt would have a lot more. You would assume, but I don't, I don't know which 36 days. I didn't look that up because I was like, that's crazy. It mm-hmm. should, it should be federally criminalized. Yeah, but what do we know? What do we know? <laughs> and then I wanted to talk, speaking of movies, I want to talk, <laughs> you and I went to go see <gasps> Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. I couldn't remember if it was just called that or Queen. I was just so <laughs> jazzed for it. So Bohemian Rhapsody was, I guess, like a biopic of Queen. Yes. Right? Well, Freddie Mercury. No. Was it more Queen? Because, I mean, we saw Freddie Mercury outside of Queen. I know, but, like, I don't, wouldn't they, I don't think oh. it's a Freddie Mercury biopic when the only things that were mentioned were things that related to Queen. I guess that's a good point. I mean, I think they focused on Freddie Mercury be- because he's the star. Huh. But you can't really say that it was a Freddie Mercury biopic because it didn't start uh, with him as a child. It started with him going, like, and starting the band. Say what you will. I feel like it was Freddie Mercury. But how, I just don't understand why you think it's a Freddie Mercury biopic when it didn't talk about his life before or after Queen. It only talked about his life during the Queen I ages. I don't know, man. So it's a Queen biopic, first and foremost. Okay, Bohemian Rhapsody. But focused on Freddie Mercury. So give me your initial thoughts. I freaking loved it. So like, background being that I am like, very uneducated in terms of anything <laughs> from just anything just yeah. leave it there <laughs> oh. no i just don't know pop culture and i don't know history and i don't know the convergence between the two and i just mm-hmm. yeah i don't know anything i mean i know like the rugrats and onwards that's pretty much where my life starts <laughs> you know but like music groups nothing beyond like what my father listened to in the car so i didn't really know yeah, but you know Queen music. Like, me and you rock out to it all the time. I know Queen, but I didn't know if Queen was even really a band, to be honest. Oh. I thought Queen might just be Freddie Mercury, who I could not have named if you asked me. I would have said his name is Queen. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know if you know how deep my lack of knowledge runs, but, like, literally nothing. And easily laughed at me, because in the parking lot after the movie... I was mixing up John Lennon and who was the other one? Who did, you mixed up? 
Elton John. Oh my god. I don't know who John Lennon versus Elton John is. And I know that all this is like sacrilege. And I'm sure that people are like, what the fuck? It literally kills me every time she turns to me. Like, okay, so usually what happens is an Elton John song will play (laughs) and then she'll look at me and go, Did Yoko write this? Because she associates John with Yoko, which is good. I've taught her well. But she associates Yoko with the wrong John. Last name John, first name John. I don't even care. Yeah, it's just like like my manager at the other day at the store. I was listening to an ABBA song. I didn't know what ABBA was, even though I watched Mamma Mia. And I was like, oh, my God, I love this song. Like, I love this person. And he's like, ABBA? I was like, yeah, whoever. I was like, yeah, totally. ABBA, he's so cool. He's like, you know, ABBA's a group, right? I was like, absolutely. 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 My lack of knowledge runs deep. So this is like a really cool eye opening. I don't know. It was was just very interesting because like I went in with no preconceptions or her knowledge. So I was just like, wow, what a cool story. You know, and it's like, honestly, if I knew who Freddie Mercury is, I would have assumed his name was Freddie Mercury. (laughs) And I think his real name is, what is it, Farouk? Yeah. I don't know. I'm. I think I'm saying that right. But you know, it's just like I got to watch it, and I was like, "Oh, I had no idea." But then I'm like, "Oh, I didn't even know who Freddie Mercury was before this." So it all works. Yeah, I was really satisfied. So I was very excited because, unlike Maureen, I'm a huge pop culture nerd. Yeah, I know. You and really, I knew Queen was a band. You are truly <laughs> my foil. Like we are two sides of two different coins from different currencies. Like literally. <laughs> um, but I was really excited because I had, you know, I love Queen. So if anything, I was like, we get to rock out to some amazing music for that also, I knew the music, some of the music at least, like I know mm-hmm. We Will Rock You from The Night's Tale and, st- you know, just like from movies that I watched. So I was excited for the music, even though I did not realize there were a lot of songs in the movie that I did not realize were Queen. So it was oh, exciting. that's bad. Anyways, <laughs> but I still knew to sing them. Yeah. Um, so I was just excited. I was like, I, I shit on a lot of things. You <laughs> Yeah. So I figured this that was going to... That is the understatement of the year. <laughs> Every time we get out of a movie we go see together, she's like, ugh, that was awful. Everything was wrong. <laughs> Every scary movie, she's like, yeah, I knew the twist at the end. <laughs> but it's true. It's my life's burden. <laughs> yeah. Um. So if anything, I was like, okay, well, like, I'll enjoy the music and shit on it later for being not a great movie. Uh-huh. But I was pleasantly surprised with it. Which is mm-hmm. funny because it's been getting a lot of bad reviews. Which makes me so sad because, like, I am not a critic by any means. I am, <laughs> like, the most clueless movie watcher. Okay, so if 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 a studio was all like, okay, we're going to make a movie for an audience, you would be the audience. Yeah, like, I'm the perfect product tester. I feel like people should use me. Because you'll always say you love it. Yeah, for, like, screen tests. (laughs) Well, I, like, well, I feel like sometimes I say I don't love it, but I just feel like I... The one movie that you've told me you didn't like was House of a... Rob Zombie. That's not a movie. That's a person. Yeah, I just know that I hate him, so I'm just gonna... You don't hate him. That's so 
I hate up. that one movie, and so I'm just going to assume that every Rob Zombie movie I will hate. It's safer. It's that not way. true though, because you liked the remake of Halloween. Oh, and Hereditary. I hated that movie too. Anyways. So as you can see, she has very odd tastes. You know what? But I feel like I'm very much like the masses, you know? Oh yeah. I'm not a thinker. Oh, yeah. I'm a pretty clueless, like oblivious person. I watch a movie and if it's not laid out for me in very plain terms, I'm like, wait, what what happened? When did that happen? She's very annoying in the I theater. can never guess a twist. And if Never. I can, then it's a really bad twist. So I feel like you know that if I don't like something, it's utter shit. Except, yeah. or it's just not, not to say that it's utter shit, it's just not something for the masses. Because Hereditary was probably really good. It just Which didn't. is so true, because like you said, you didn't like Hereditary and you didn't like House of a Thousand Corpses. House of a Thousand Corpses is a very difficult movie for people to enjoy, I believe. And I think most Rob but, Zombie movies yeah. are such. Um, so I... Yeah, I guess you're the masses. You're- I just think I'd be a really good test person. Okay, please. you've said it 16 times. I'm we just, get it. I'm just trying to get hired, okay? <laughs> no, so I so I, I do enjoy that we are foils because I always shit on movies and you always love them. And whenever the very rare chance that you hate something is usually when I like it the best. So we never really waste money when we both go to the movies together. <laughs> then the money's never wasted because at least one of us liked it. One of us always enjoys it. But um so I kinda went in not thinking that I was gonna love it, but I was there for the music. But I did enjoy it. I thought it was really good. Um what else to say? Like the I don't know. You know, like I just feel like it must be a really good movie because it is so rare. I just I can't even name a handful of movies that both of us have enjoyed. Cause either That's true. Yeah, it just never happens. Like we're just not the same people. And so I feel like if we both enjoyed something, then it has to be really good. Like I feel like it was basic enough that I could understand it. Like the knowledge was fundamental, you know, and it just spoke to me but it wasn't super redundant hopefully for you like you weren't just like oh I know everything oh no definitely not well what I enjoyed about it is that it wasn't just like okay well in 1970 Queen got together and they wrote this song and then two years <laughs> later they got to it wasn't that at all it, it was, was so cool it was very human like it definitely talked like majority of the time it was speaking about like the band together and the band writing music that's the majority of the movie uh-huh. but it also spoke about personal lives and kind of how you know they were a family yeah which i enjoyed and then what i also liked is that they didn't paint this fake picture of queen of like oh we all loved each other we wrote amazing music like it showcased animosity between the band freddie mercury being a dick at times i love that they made freddie mercury a dick well they didn't make him he was these are things that he did i love that they portrayed him accurately (laughs) as a dick sometimes yeah um so one of the reviews i read which i didn't like and for those of (laughs) you who don't know freddie mercury was some form of queer um it's a little Everything that I've read is kind of still uncertain on whether or not he wanted to associate as a homosexual man, as in gay or bisexual or, or, or what. Yeah. So we'll just say Freddie Mercury was some form of queer, um, just because I don't know exactly what term he would have preferred. Uh-huh. Um, who died of pneumonia caused, well, not caused, he got pneumonia and uh-huh. because he was AIDS positive, could not combat it and died. So, hero of 
our times. Uh-huh. <laughs> Basically. But, um, I don't think the movie was about that, which I enjoyed. So, like, you saw it as a Freddie Mercury biopic, but I didn't see that as such because it didn't dive deep. Uh-huh. It didn't even show the last, like, six or seven years of his life, which you would think in a Freddie Mercury biopic uh-huh. would be the most important to see what How he, he did. Yeah, before he died. Yeah. That is a good point. Yeah, I also like that it didn't focus in on that. I mean, like, I don't know. I just feel like it was very well proportioned, and I like that AIDS wasn't the whole message, because... God, it wasn't at all. It wasn't even mentioned until, like, what, the last 30 minutes? <laughs> right? Which is perfect, because I didn't know how Freddie Mercury died, because <laughs> he was still queen in my head, so I didn't want yeah. it ruined. And, I mean, I don't know. I just really enjoy that, and I like not knowing... I don't know. I just like that the whole movie wasn't about AIDS, because it was so unnecessary. Philadelphia already came and gone. <laughs> <laughs> because, again, queen biopic, not just Freddie Mercury, but what... I didn't like, I read this one review that said um, that the movie showcases how if you start hanging around gay people and going to gay bars, then you're going to have unprotected sex and do drugs and get AIDS. See, I don't feel like that's accurate because, like, I feel like the message if, like, that came from somewhere was more drugs than anything. That makes sense? Yeah. Probably not at all. So... I did not, I'm not enjoying a lot of the reviews that I'm reading just because I disagree harshly because they didn't even really showcase him at gay clubs. So the reviewer specifically says he went to gay clubs, did drugs. Mm -hmm. And like, that's not what the movie showcased. Like there was one scene where he was at a gay club, but it was like in a hazy dream kind of thing. So it was less than 10 seconds. Uh Uh-huh. So I don't, I didn't really associate that with that. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, and then also it didn't really showcase him having um, gay lovers at all. Yeah, I don't think so really either. I mean, I feel like there were a couple in there. You know, like there was a guy who wakes up on his couch because what's a guy's name? Paul. No, but I I think that was saying we can't get too into details or else we're going to spoil the whole movie. But I don't, I think that was the other guy's lover and... Freddie told him to get out. So, yeah. Anyways, the movie doesn't showcase uh, Freddie Mercury being queer at all, really. Uh Uh-huh. Doesn't even really mention it. Has one scene where he mentions it, and that's about it. You don't really see him... You don't see him kiss or make out with guys. Uh Like, you don't see him having any form of gay sex. True, I feel like it was very ambiguous. And I feel like the most that it was was, like, hinted at. Yeah, I agree. Definitely hinted at, but not... I don't know, not necessarily showcased. Yeah. Which I kind of dug. Um, The other criticism that I read in multiple places was that it tried to make um, two of the other guys, uh, what are their names, Brian May and Roger Taylor, Mm -hmm. uh, two of of the other original members, uh, made them out to be heroes, you know, instead of... Oh. Yeah, I didn't get that either. It kind of just said that, like, oh, you know, Freddie kind of ruined the band and went off and did his solo thing, and then, you know, but, and, you know, Brian and Roger really held it together. But I didn't get that at all. Yeah, I guess, I don't know. I mean, I guess I could get a splash of that. Like, it did at one point, I feel, seem like, oh, Freddie's the asshole, and, like, I don't know. But I think... But it also showcased... Brian and Roger being assholes. Did it? 
Yeah, remember, they were the ones always fighting, and Freddy's like, we're family, guys. Oh. Yeah, so, okay. So it only showcased them fighting. Uh-huh. So I don't know. I don't think it really made them out to be heroes. But, I mean, aren't they? They're like a... You, so it's not a Freddie Mercury biopic, so you have to include some of their stories. You know, so, like, I think the reviews was okay. kind of just like, oh, like, they were the foils to Freddie Mercury. But, like, I didn't, re- I didn't really get that. But I think it kind of had to say something about the members of the group. And the whole thing that the review said is like, oh, well, they were made out to be the heroes because they were executive producers of the movie. Oh, were they? And the other guy, Deacon, I think uh-huh. his name is, um, kind of falls to the wayside because he didn't get a voice in the movie at all. I don't think he did get a voice. No, definitely didn't. I hated it. I mean, I hated that specific part. And it's hard because, like, I don't also know the background. So, like, I don't know if he was just kind of that side member of the band or something because I didn't even know it was a band before. No. So, hard to say. I don't know. It's... I think it's difficult to make a band biopic and not focus in on your star. Because let's be honest, every band has a star. And I think it's difficult to not try and portray um, the star a certain way and then use your quote-unquote backup uh-huh. people to showcase the storyline that you want to showcase of the star. But- so I think that's what kind of happened. See, I feel like that's the dilemma, you know, and I feel like maybe that's why I think of it as, like, the Freddie Mercury biopic, because it's just, like, the guys in the background fighting, and then, you know, I don't know, I just feel like it didn't really tell a lot of the story of the other guys, so. Yeah, but I think their stories are kind of a little bit easier, like, they get married, and they have kids, and they're in a band. I know, I don't know, though, I just, I feel like it was so, like, oh, yeah, you get that they're married, you get that they have kids, I don't know, and then, like, when Freddy's off doing his own thing, you follow Freddy, but you don't follow everybody else. Yeah, because everybody else isn't doing anything, they're not spiraling into drugs and debauchery like Freddy was. Yeah, but I don't know, I just, like, I get that you have to feature the biggest story the most, but, Mm -hmm. like, I don't know, I did feel like they were definitely, like, background characters to the Freddy Mercury show. I can kind of see that. But the only thing I can say is, finally, they got some credit for writing. Because I think whenever you think of Queen, you think of Freddie Mercury being this ginormous genius who came up with these insane ideas and insane sounds and things that have never been done before. But what I loved about the movie is that it showcased that the other band members had a huge role in creating that sound and a huge mm-hmm. role in actually writing the lyrics and writing the music. Like the we will, we will rock you uh-huh. part. Like it very much showcased that it wasn't Freddie's idea. Yeah, that it was Brian's. one or the other. <laughs> is that like something that's generally debated? I think just... I think most people wouldn't be able to name another member of Queen without this movie. God, that is so sad. It's very sad, and I think that happens with a lot of bands. Because the We Will Rock You song is, like, my favorite song. Yeah, and it's not even Freddie's. <laughs> I mean, obviously, smart. he helped write it. Like, I'm not going to take any credit. Yeah. But all of them played a role, which I think was very much featured in the movie. Well, and, like, the idea of having the crowd interact is genius. Yeah. So, I don't know, I kind of, I thought it did justice to them without, I I think if we focus a little bit more on their lives and not the Freddie Mercury story, it would have gotten boring. 
Uh-huh. And not to say that Brian, Roger, and Deacon are boring, just that maybe it it's not cinematically as awesome looking as Freddy is. That's and what Freddy fair. does. I do think that they should have given Deacon at least like a few more lines. <laughs> I do think they should have, you know, kind of mentioned it a little bit more. But did you ever see the movie? I think the best comparison is Jersey Boys. Uh, the oh, Frankie Valley. No, I didn't. Mm-hmm. Even though I love Frankie Valley. Yeah. So technically, Jersey Boys. It's not a Jersey Boys. It's not a Frankie Valley biopic, but it focuses on him because he's the star, and they use the other characters as background characters to kind of tell his story. And I think that's very much what they did. And they did leave the other characters out of that movie a little more so than than Bohemian Rhapsody did. But also, when you have a star like Rami Malek, how can you not want to focus the camera on him? Because he was absolutely brilliant. He was pretty cool. I mean, not that I knew who Freddie Mercury was, but I don't know. I really liked him as a character. He was wonderful. If you look at pictures of Freddie Mercury, he's pretty close. He does a great job looking like Freddie Mercury. I don't see it, admittedly. Like, I looked at pictures and I don't see it, but I recognize that they chose him and he looks very specific, I feel. Like, he, you know, yeah. that guy, Rami, what did you say his name Rami was? Malik. Rami Malik. I think he does. I don't think on the younger days, I think it was a little bit harder to catch freddie's uniqueness because uh-huh. he's a very unique face the four incisors thing yeah so the teeth for one little distracting at times honestly but super distracting but a namesake so you gotta have them um i do think he looked like him in the later years with the short hair and the mustache so the earlier years kind of not so much but the later years definitely 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 but you have to give him credit for acting yeah like the mannerisms and i don't know i don't know freddie mercury's mannerisms so i don't even know if they match up but like it was very i don't know everything felt very specific point the last 20 minutes of the movie is the live aid concert from 1985 yeah i like song for song word for word mannerism by mannerism i went back and watched the original 85 performance Uh uh-huh extraordinary on point like every That's crazy every hip thrust every hand jab god can we question how many times Rami Malik practiced that like oh and watch the live aid concert god i have no idea but he hit it perfectly Rami Malik was excellent and the other guys looked just like them i know you I don't really see, know <laughs> i saw one picture you know because like at the end it has pictures and stuff of course and mm-hmm. like at one point i was looking at one of the guys and i was like oh my god they just like it's it's the him. the actor who played brian may yeah I'm with gonna, all the hair and everything. i'm gonna get his name because i i'm so bad i don't actually know that actor's name um crazy looks exactly like him I felt like they got the likeness great in a lot of the characters. Like, other characters that I saw, too, that I looked up, you know? I mean, I didn't do that much research, let me be honest. But just looking at the pictures, man, they were... Ooh, I cannot pronounce that name. Can you? Gwilym Lee? Gwilym? Gwilym Lee, maybe? I've never seen that. I have not seen that Is name. Is that Irish? I don't know. Why would I, I know? know. <laughs> I know. If you can't pronounce it, why are you gonna know? But... Yeah, so, absolutely fantastic. Look everybody looked pretty similar no he's british oh yeah um and then freddie mercury learned to play piano 
and he worked on singing. Are you saying Rami Malek learned to yeah. play piano? Oh, cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. To be that dedicated to, like, spend, like you said, hours researching somebody to play them in a biopic, especially as someone that is so infamous as Freddie Mercury, that's crazy for one. Oh my gosh, the pressure. The pressure. And then on top of it, not fake it. Like, a lot lot of actors fake musical instrument playing. I've always wondered when I see people play piano if they can actually play it or if they're just... You know what? He worked mad hard. And that. he had to play a lot more piano. I mean, it wasn't a ton of piano, no. but he had to play a lot more piano than the average person in the average movie, right. where it's like one scene, you know, like in Fifty Shades, like one scene where you just <laughs> see, like from way afar, hands floating over keys. But like in this one, it was pretty impressive. Oh, yeah. So you just kind of have to give credit for his acting. Mm-hmm. Absolutely wonderful. So even if you're not like a big Queen fan, you can at least be like, holy shit, that was accurate. That <laughs> was really freaking good, dude. But yeah, so not getting the best reviews, which I'm a little disappointed in. Um, I don't think it was the greatest movie of all time by any means because I don't think it really had a super strong message. It didn't really inspire yeah. me in any way. It didn't like make me cry in any way. It gave way. me the chills. But the acting gave me chills. Not the actual storyline. Storyline didn't emotionally affect me at all. Uh-huh. But the acting, I was like, holy shit. <laughs> like, when acting can do that, especially for a movie like this, where, like, it's not super dramatic. Mm-hmm. You know, you're like, when you can actually appreciate the acting, that's wonderful. Wonderful, wonderful movie. I suggest everybody seeing it. And I suggest people seeing it in theaters. Mostly because yeah. I want it to have a good box office run so Rami Malek gets more work. Because <laughs> Jesus Christ, this guy needs to be in everything. He was fantastic. I, I thought you were going to say see it in theaters for like the music or something. Or for I the mean, Dolby surround Better surround sound, obviously. So for music... It would be great to see it in theaters and like it be like Freddie Mercury is such a big character. Seeing it on the big screen would be fantastic. But no, I want Rami Malik to be in more stuff, man. Obviously, he's in. He's in Mr. Robot. He's in Mr. Which I Robot. never really found to be my thing. Oh, it's but, great. And you know what? I would have really dismissed him, but this movie was so fantastic that I would go seek him out. Oh, yeah. Definitely. And then the last thing. I'll say about the movie is having Mike Myers be in it. And I know this means nothing to you. Who's Mike Myers? He's Austin Powers. Oh, oh my God. I totally thought he was, but I wasn't going to say that because that was But more importantly, he's Wayne from Wayne's World. And the song Bohemian Rhapsody, <laughs> if you've seen Wayne's World, is an integral part of that movie. So oh. it was really sweet to see Mike Myers go on. Wait, who did he play? He played the music exec. Oh. oh my god see people she doesn't even pay attention she's like shiny lights and music <laughs> <laughs> um so to have mike myers who's kind of been out of the game a little bit um kind of come back and and go on interviews i know i, I forget who he's talking to. i think it was seth myers maybe um where he was talking about how you know bohemian rhapsody the song holds a very very special meaning in his heart you know Aww. so it's kind of nice to have him kind of back in the scene and have Bohemian Rhapsody mean so much to him and kind of be back in it. I don't know. I just really enjoyed his interviews with him. That's so sweet. I've never seen Wayne's World, but obviously. Super sweet. <laughs> <laughs> go see. Okay, so go see Wayne's World. 
Um, you could probably get it on Amazon Prime and Netflix at this point. <laughs> um, and then go see Bohemian Rhapsody. But first, before you do that, you need to write a review. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> you need to uh, subscribe to us on the Apple uh-huh. podcast, the Spotify the Spotify. Or the Podbean. The Podbean. Mm-hmm. Yes. Write a review, subscribe to us, but until then, stay, stay queer. queer.